0: Buy again.
1: sounds pretty cool, Matt. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you're listening to Kayak Fishing Radio. It's Thursday night. I'm Chip Gibson, the tree hugger, and everybody must be out fishing tonight. Man, the weather is just incredible here in Atlanta. It's like uh, 70 degrees. It was in the 60s this morning when I got up. It's like f- a fall day. It's crisp, and I really want to go fishing, but unfortunately, the day job got into the way, so... Got a little uh got another day of work to do and then we'll uh see about getting the kayak in the water and maybe harassing some fish. I see Matt there in the chat room. Nice. Yeah. Um but uh what's going on this week? Man, it's been a busy week. Uh we're getting close. The boondoggle is on its way. Uh let me see here. How many days until the boondoggle? See 11 to 14 October, um, and we're going to be in Perdido Key. How many days until October? Uh, that's 56 days in a wake up, and we are, well, yep, one month and 25 days. 56 days, man we're uh, we're just over uh, what four five, six, seven weeks now, and we'll be uh we'll be boondoggling big lagoon state park kayak fishing radio forward slash boondoggle yak dot com forward slash boondoggle and that's where the registration key is if you're gonna come up uh or around a down through wherever you're coming from we got about sixteen different states represented that are gonna be showing up uh to boondoggle with us this year or at least, uh, this October. Uh, lots of cool things planned, spiced it up a little bit. We had an incredible turnout in February at Cars Park, uh, Mosquito Lagoon, uh, Indian River. We, uh, had over 300 folks join us down there at Boondoggle. What an incredible, incredible event, and we're looking forward to the same thing here, uh, at Big Lagoon State Park. So, Make sure you check that out again. The registration key is at yakangler.com forward slash boondoggle. And uh, unfortunately, I think uh, you'll either have to find somebody who's uh, already got a campsite or you'll have to go to an alternate site. But if you go to that uh, boondoggle section there at com, there's some uh, alternate sites there. We've got actually... um, uh, group there with some uh, condos have offered a special deal for the weekend for those of you who can't get a campsite. If you're of the military uh, persuasion, if you've got a green ID card, a retired ID card, uh, there's uh, Pensacola Naval Air Station, there's the uh, Blue Angel campsite. It's just up the road. It's only a couple of miles away. Speaking of that, when uh, you're there for the weekend for the boondoggle, make sure you check out the Naval Aviation Museum. It's an incredible site. Again, that's uh, Pensacola Naval Air Station just up the road from Big Lagoon State Park. So we'll be there, and uh, we, uh, we've we got some uh, great folks coming to join us there. We're trying a little bit different thing there to set up kind of a little... Uh, vendor village area the campsite's still going to be isolated and it'll be kind of the openness of uh, walking around sharing some uh, time with your uh, fellow yak anglers but uh, we've got uh chad hoover and some of the hook one crew are going to be there joining us uh great sponsor has always been a good sponsor of the boondoggle also woody calloway with his crew and some of the new 2014 kayak fishing uh, kayaks from uh, Native Watercraft. Uh, Maybe we'll see uh, the new Slayer Propel 13 and the Native Ultimate FX. So Woody's uh, working on getting a couple of those down there for folks to check out. Um, Frank Stapleton and uh, members of the Hobie fishing team will also uh, have a new kayak uh, for 2014 on hand. Pro Angler 14, the 12, the Outback, the New Sport, you should see those there. If you're interested in learning what's going on with kayak fishing, it's going to be the place to be. So I hope you join us. And uh, also uh, Red Zone is our official boondoggle shirt maker. They're going to have some of that. If you get on the registration site, you can also pre-order those, and they'll have them there for you when you show up. We also have it uh, that uh, Luther Ciphers, the man, the mad scientist from Yak Attack, is going to be uh, joining us with some of his crew members and some of their neat stuff. If you haven't seen the new Zooka a, or a new rod holder that uh, was produced in uh, conjunction there with uh, Ram rod holders, uh, you've got to see them. They're really cool. My dad just put a couple on his kayak. So pretty awesome stuff. Uh, let's make sure. And I've been chatting away and just running my my wind jibs there, and didn't push the button. So now we're going out onto the app. So um, sorry about that for folks that are listening on the app. We're here now. You missed the first couple of minutes of the show, but uh, New Canoe is also going to be exhibiting. They'll have some of their uh, new Frontier Ten. Uh, to share with uh, folks and take a look at. And uh, it's a great venue. It's going to be a great opportunity for you to get down there and check out some new kayaks. Also, Pensacola Kayak Sale. Our uh, long-time standing and a great uh, uh, benefit uh, for the how Heroes on the Water group, the Emerald Coast group is going to be there. They're going to be helping out. They'll have kind of a little tent set up uh, to around and talk in the shade and also uh i think uh, we're working out some sort of a shuttle service for to get your kayaks from the campsites down to the launch sites uh and i hear that the uh the fishing is going to pretty good that time of year october uh will be there and uh inshore redfish trout pretty good stuff there also offshore from what i'm being told there's a uh, Snapper season, a special snap red snapper season that'll be open uh, one to twenty-two October, I believe is uh, the last time I heard. But red snapper should be open, so uh, folks that are interested in trying a little bit offshore with their kayak uh, may get the opportunity to do so. So, anyways, that's what's coming up. The boondoggle fifty-six days and wake up, and we're there, and I'm excited. I always enjoy uh, doing the boondoggle thing. And uh, have uh, the clone and I have. uh, We are the plank. We are plank holders and have been to every one and wouldn't miss one uh, for for nothing. So, anyways, that's that. Also, uh, we've got the kayak fishing boondial. Incredibly, has become such a huge uh, deal. I mean, the the administrative requirements of getting insurance for the program, getting uh, a site that'll handle as many people as possible, doing all that up front and everything. So far, we've been able to to handle it. We've had some pretty good benefactors and stuff, but just the maintenance fees of getting uh, the campsites, getting the monies for that, and the charges that we pay for uh, the host of uh, the website that we use to run the registrations and all is, is is. A little out of hand so well it's not out of hand but it is a cost so to try to save money we're going to spend some money or we're going to try to spend some money on building a new website a new functional website with all the bells and whistles and you know make it uh, a really good information site and that is a project that's going on to help fund the kayak fishing boondoggle website and that's an Indiegogo you can go to our Facebook page uh, kayak fishing boondoggle and uh, check out more information about that. We just got a great benefactor uh, in our folks, Hook One and uh, Austin Canoe and Kayak. Those great folks over there, they're supporting us. They're going to provide us with some swag. And here soon, uh, in fact, in the next week or two, we should have the folks from the team from Austin Kayak join us here uh, one e- for a Thursday evening and on Kayak Fishing Radio. Uh, we'll also be talking to the folks from Hobie, Hook One, uh, and Native. So might not be here on th- Thursday night, excuse me, but uh, we'll you'll catch them on uh, either the Tuesday night uh, Double L show, Monday night kickoff with Redfish Chuck, or Wednesday night's Low Sodium show with Mark Wheeler. So join us for that. That'll be a lot of fun. I think Jim is joining me here. Is that you, Jim?
2: Yes, sir. How's it going, Godfather?
1: What have you been doing, man?
2: Oh, man, working around the house, getting the yard up, ready. You know, we've got the greyhound in, so we, you know, fancy oh. trees, landscape, rocks, blah, 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 right? Being right.
1: In, uh-huh. You
2: know? But it's shaped looks good. Yeah?
1: yeah.
0: Any and, fishing?
2: Old... <clears throat> no. <laughs>
1: he
0: says
2: with a heavy sigh, no. No fishing whatsoever. So, um, I don't know. I don't, you know, the weather this weekend, they're saying it might rain Saturday. I don't know. I might be able to slide out Sunday for a little while, but I, I'm still waiting to hear what the weather's going to do. Um, we've had some rain up here that you all have not had on the south side. So, a couple of afternoons I was going to slide down to the pond. It actually rained me out. Yeah. And then rain. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: You don't want to be out on the water with a... Uh fishing stick in your hand and lightning and stuff going on. But uh, Tommy called me Sunday afternoon and uh, my wife and I, we had just got back from a motorcycle ride. We had gone down south cruising around Sunday morning early and it was pretty nice. And then we were coming back and we thought we'd take a shortcut through Macon and got caught in traffic. And we spent about an hour sitting in traffic sweating (laughs) We yeah, we didn't get back to the house until about 4:30 and Tommy had called a couple of times saying, hey man, I'm loaded up, ready to go. So, I hope he went ahead and got out on the water and maybe caught some fish. Maybe we'll see him in the chat room in a little bit. But
3: I'm
1: yeah, it was <laughs> I know, right? And then today, yeah. man, I don't know what your weather's been like up there today, but man, it's been incredible down here, man. Just Low temperatures, I mean, it's been a little overcast, but, man, it's like a fall morning.
2: Yeah, it's been cloudy the whole day. Uh I took the dogs out for a walk at 4. Well, I let the dogs out in the new backyard at 4, so the greyhound, she got bored so she could run around. And Uh at 4 o'clock, it was 71 degrees at 4 o'clock.
1: I know, right? I mean, I I think it was in the 60s this morning.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, this time of year it's supposed to be 91, not 71 at 4 o'clock. And, you know, last year we had a week, it didn't get below 100 the whole week, right? Right. Um, Except that night, you know, the high every day was over 100. And then this summer, I don't think we've broken 95 this summer yet. now, you know, we still got two weeks left in August. But I heard on the weather report um, that we're going to have a cool September. Really? Yeah, so... Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be weird. You know, it's freaky weather. You know, we had a warm summer, cool spring, cool summer, lots of rain, which, you know, I put out a pallet of sod, so that helped a lot. Um, Yeah, man. But I don't know. You know, the fishing has been all screwed up. Mm -hmm. Half the time, you know, because when I leave, I can leave our subdivision and run down to um, the Chattahoochee pretty quick, so they've been generating um, heavy during the week. Right. 10,000 CFS, like, um you know, they lost a the guy in the hooch. He uh, got caught between two tubes, and I guess he wasn't a good swimmer. And they lost him. They finally found his body middle of the week this past week down around the 400 bridge. But um, wow. that river's been flowing hard, and they've been having to draw a near down, you know, because a lot of rains hit the north side of town up through Gainesville, Alpharetta, Roswell. And, um, you know, I've been there by the river three or four times a week looking at it. And, you know, there's only been a few days where I would even walk in that river. You know, it's just been too high. Much less, yeah. you know, you put your kayak in there, but you're not going to do any good. Mm-hmm. You're just going to have a quick trip down the river, you know. Yeah. So It'd be one of
1: those times where you could really float the river quick. but
2: Yeah, you could get on down. But, you know, I talked to some guys who um, they put in float tubes below the dam and take out at about Highway 20. There were the trout hatchery is right and, um, now that they've been when the when they stop generating you know that water falls quick under the dam when they stop generating like right. within, you know hours it's down to normal flow uh-huh. and um, because it's been so high there haven't been a lot of people on the river and they've been doing real well but up in you know that close to the dam you really couldn't i would not recommend putting a kayak in that close to the dam even a little 10 or eight footer Um no you know, it's just, you get in some, some certain spots, there's a lot of trees and there's no maneuvering room. You right. Know, it. Um, but the, I've been talking to some guys, so highway 20 and up after they quit generating, they've been doing really well. Um, but you know, the water clears up pretty quick there. There's not a lot of runoff and then, you know, they not generating Saturday and Sunday, but come Monday, they're generating again. So, um, you know. It, it's it's been real high i mean the river's just been real high and real muddy and um you know we've just had an abnormal amount of rain so you no
1: know they said that just uh, the
2: deal.
1: we're we're on i think we've tied like the wettest or the you know the the we've already hit our average rainfall for the year and i think we're we're just about ready to tie the highest rainfall year And then uh, I I see, you know, with what, we got still five months left in the year. keeps going like this. We're going to.
2: Yep. Well, you know, when I lived in Panama City down on the coast in Georgia, you know, you get this kind of rain. It tannics up the bay, and then you have to flip over from light-colored lures to something that's got a heavy gold glitter and then, you know, dark, you know, your purples and blacks. Anything with a really heavy, heavy gold glitter or gold flash in it, when that when those bays go tannic, right? um, You know, on the east coast of Georgia, when it gets this much rain, um, you know, there's not nothing. There's not hardly anything you can do in my neck of the woods because you know you've got six to twelve foot tides, and then you put in a foot of rain on top of that. um, You know, you get the water gets so muddy that. Live shrimp, you know, live mud minnows, live shrimp, that's what everybody's using. You can just about forget artificials um, unless they're heavily scented and they put out a lot of vibration because um, it just makes a mess, you know. I'd rather fish over on the Gulf Coast during heavy rains than the East Coast for sure. Yeah,
1: I, yeah you know, when it gets real muddy, I mean, unless they're going to hit something in the top, you know, if the temp's right, you know, you have to use something that puts out a lot of noise and a lot of you know mess on the wa- on the top of the water to get the fish's attention. With it as muddy as it is, so I don't know. I've been thinking about taking a trip down to the coast there, you know, or over to the uh, to like Brunswick area and see what's going on over there. It's been a while since uh, we we hit hit that area, but uh, yeah. I don't know. But, I would doubt very seriously if the Gulf is you know if the inshore area is in the gulf i haven't heard any reports from anybody there
2: so yeah i think i've talked to the wife and i think labor day weekend i think i'm not doing anything in the yard and i think the greyhound is going to go on her um (laughs) her initial or her first voyage to the beach right her uh so I think we're going to go down to Panama City that weekend. I think I can stay over at the Air Force Base and the TLS because they have a, a lot of dogs. And they have a right. big crate. they got a big crate in the room. Um, so I think she's going to take her maiden voyage down to the beach that weekend. And we're not going to take kayaks because I, I have enough places around Panama City that I can wade fish. Right. Um, just just to save some room because, you know, the dog takes up her room and then dog stuff. The two dogs and dog stuff, and then a couple three-piece rods. But I've got some places we can sneak around and wade fish. And even if the water's still tannic, it doesn't matter. I've got I've got stuff with gold in it and gold, you know, gold flakes, gold, gold and copper flash. I can we can find fish. That, I'm not overly worried about that because that rain's not going to move that those redfish. You know, the trout, trout are going to try to maintain salinity, but those redfish in the bay, they're not going anywhere. You know what I mean? It's actually
1: yeah, they're there. Probably,
2: yeah, it's probably better for them because I haven't really tracked it real close. Um, you know, black tips are going to want a higher salinity. Bull sharks are going to stay; they're not going to move. Um, they're used to muddy, murky water anyway. So the small bull sharks that come up in the bay, they're going to stay. But I imagine for redfish, you know, it's a lot easier to hide from dolphins and sharks in that tannic water where they can bury around that grass and try not to move than that real clear water where they can be seen a long ways off. Yeah. So, you know, it might move the trout. It might move the Spanish out of the bay. I don't think it's going to move the jacks or the reds. It might move some of the black tips out because, um, you know, in the summer, you can catch some nice three- and four-foot black tips in the bay. But right. um, it's not going to mow the bull. It's not going to move those bull sharks out. You know they're not going to go anywhere. They're going to look around for something, something to eat. So, um, you know, I think I can go down there and snag a couple things. I don't know if it'll move the flounder out or not because they're they're going to stay in until it's time for them to go offshore and spawn. Right. So I got I got a really good flounder place that you have to access through the Air Force Base. It's all sand bottom, and you just have to watch for stingrays because they're up in there with the flounders. Um, Do
1: the stingray shuffle, man.
2: I know. Um. I don't think I don't think those flounder. I don't think all that fresh water will move them. You know, I don't think they're as sensitive to it to some other fish. But I know the redfish; they're not going to move.
1: No you know, reds. The bait, I mean, you you can keep reds in fresh water, man. They don't they don't yep.
2: care. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I don't think it's going to move the pinfish out. I think they're just going to. You know, I don't yeah. think they're large enough body mass where it's going to impact them. I mean, I've. I've caught fish when I lived in the Panhandle and gone through a series of rains where the bay is tannic. And that's where I discovered that. You had to put on something with heavy gold flake, but, you know, sat there in two inches of clarity, looked like fresh brewed tea, and caught sea trout and redfish and flounder and grouper all up in the uh, all up on the flats, you know. Had a little pinfish trying to eat the legs off my, my DOA shrimp at the time, you know. That root beer with a gold flake. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I don't think it, I think it just, you had to change your tactics. I think you got to slow down. you got to use something with a lot more scent, a lot more vibration. Right. Slow down. The nice thing is they can't see you. You know, you're in a boat or a kayak, you can sneak up, you know, they can't see up above that water when it's tannic. That's true. So, yeah. you know, so that's kind of nice. So I think well, that's, that's nice. what we're going to do, man. We're, we're going to try to snag some fish. And take the Greyhound to the beach with the little mutt.
1: Right. We're gonna, inaugural we're gonna be inaugural beach visit. Yeah. Sounds like fun. Sounds like a game plan. We're gonna be uh going down to uh Big Lagoon State Park for the Labor Day weekend. There's a there's a kayak event there that's uh being put on by the uh Chamber of Commerce. Chamber of Commerce at Pirate Key has been really kind to us and and supported us in getting the boondoggle set up, you know, put a little leverage and helping us get into the state park and everything. And also kind of fronted some of our upfront costs, but uh, they're, they're going to have an event there Labor Day and we're going to go down and make sure that everybody knows that there's a boondoggle coming in another month later. So we're going to have a booth down there and uh, probably get a chance to do a little bit of fishing and stuff. They, they got some kind of kayak festival going on. So, it'll be it'll be fun and we are gonna be down there. I think we're gonna stay 'cause the 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 park's already booked, so I think I'm gonna try to get into either the um i'll either get there at the air station and their uh trailer park there or over at uh the, there's another site that's uh they actually have some little cabins and stuff but uh uh Blue Angel Park, which is actually in, like the Santa Rosa Sound area up in there, a uh-huh. little backwater, uh-huh. so that's a good spot to stay too, and it's just up the corner around from the uh, uh, from Big Lagoon State Park, so we're gonna get down there and try to try to get in the water and see what happens uh, I don't know my luck has just Go been ahead. tough <laughs> my luck my luck's been tough getting into Florida and not having it rain on me or even mm-hmm. saying
2: the word for it, that area over at Pensacola, Mobile Bay, um, Orange Beach, that area over there, I haven't fished that much over that way, does that bay turn tannic like um, the Panama City Bay and the Fort Walton Bay when you get a heavy, because there is a freshwater river at the head of that bay, does that bay also have a tannic where it turns tannic or heavy rains also?
1: it does it does, but there it's real good uh you know there's there's real good flow through the panama or through the Pensacola pass and also the uh the perdido pass, so it cleans out pretty quick it's not bad there's not a whole lot of um the beach of Panama City is real nice and everything back up in those uh backwater areas it gets a little swampy up in there, so it's not like uh But it it, it can be fished. I mean, it it cleans out pretty quick. It's not like the river or something like that.
2: Right. Um, Well, there's only one pass at Panama City. You know, the second pass pass sands in, and sometimes they get federal money to open it up based on the feral cats eat the endangered species of mice that live on Shell Island. Yeah, they got the... Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, when that second pass sands in down at the southeast end of the bay, you uh-huh. know, you've only got one pass, and I've seen deer swim across that pass, you've only got one pass for all that water to flush, because, yep. you know, you go way back up east bay, you're in the ICW, and you go west bay, and you're in the ICW going over to Fort Walton, so... I mean that's not a big area to flush a lot of water, and then you've got you know that freshwater river, that lake and freshwater river up at the top of uh, the east side of West Bay. Right. So, I mean it's it's just not a lot of, and that's why they have worse red tides over there, you know.
1: Yeah. Pensacola so, Bay, it's it's pretty wide open there, and it it gets cleared out pretty quick, but it does get a little a little a uh, little tea like and stuff, but it's not that bad mm-hmm. and fish are pretty pretty good there. Um but now I didn't when I was living in Pensacola when I was stationary before I retired, I'd spent a lot most of my time offshore and right. I didn't I didn't really learn how to fish inshore until I got into kayak. So might be a little different story for me in there now. So I'm looking forward to the opportunity to get down there and, and give it a shot, but but uh it's it, it's going to be good going to be good, I, I know, because when we went down and uh, did our little pre-site visit there, and there were some really good-looking spots, and unfortunately, you know, we went down there, um, Adam and Jerry flew in, and I drove down, and it was like, didn't bring a kayak or nothing, man, it was like, I don't know what I was thinking, man, here I go down to the beach, <laughs> didn't bring a kayak, didn't even bring a fishing pole, man, it was like, we were all business, that was silly.
2: <laughs> That's out of control, man.
1: Yeah, I,
2: mean, I understand yeah. not taking kayak, but not even throwing a pole in the back.
1: I know, and I got uh, I got a couple of real nice little uh, three piece <laughs> Saint Croix rods, you know. Uh, <laughs> I carry one around in the in the saddle bag of my motorcycle all the time. You know, you think yeah, just put it under the seat, man. So that's right. Anyways, I, but
2: yeah. I, I tell you a place that I like to fish in the Panhandle when there's a heavy rain, it's not impacted as bad, is Port Saint Joe. Um, there's not a freshwater river that flows into Port St. Joe. Um, Apalachicola River is, is separated by the peninsula that goes out to Cape San Blas, and there is a, there is a, you'll see a line. It's a very straight line coming off the northeast side of pa- Port St. Joe Bay. It is a, that was a hand dug or a man dug canal that ties into the ICW. Um, and it sits between East Bay and Lake Wimico down your way down to Apalachicola. But it is, it is a man-made canal. So there's no, there's not a good source of fresh water that flows into the Port St. Joe Bay. And that's why it's actually a better Bay for trout than Panama city. I think, cause it, it maintains a higher salinity,
3: right. um,
2: the thing you have to watch down in Port St. Joe, I mean, it's better scalloping. It maintains a higher salinity. The trout are better, I think, or I've caught more larger trout in that bay um, because it does have a higher salinity. In the north end of the bay, is open to the Gulf, you know, right in Mexico Beach. You will get a lot of black tipped sharks in the summer. It'll get pretty sharky, a bunch of little sharks. In the middle of the bay, is fairly deep. Um, but, I mean, if you like catching them, like I'll catch a black tip, don't bother me. Um. You know, it's yeah. more. I think there's more sharks in that area than there is in the uh, Panama City Bay. So. They tend to. Kind of heavy, to, heavy rain.
1: Yeah. No, they. I. I know on a Pensacola area, it needed to get warm before you saw a whole lot of sharks coming inside. But. Uh, but once it was, they they didn't seem to. They didn't. Bo- it didn't bother them too much. So.
2: Yeah. No. There's. It's the same way. Once it gets warm, they'll they'll come on the inside and um. You know there is some excellent sea trout fishing, and I've seen redfish. Um, I don't think there's as many redfish in Port St. Joe as there is over Pensacola or Destin or Panama City because of the lack of fresh water and the lack of marshy bayouy swampy area. Um, mm-hmm. But if you want to catch a lot of nice sea trout, um, that was especially after a heavy rain or a rainy season. I would go there. That's where I would go
1: yeah we used to have in in the uh right right at the front gate to the Pensacola air station there It go you go over a bridge to go to the gate and on the as you're going in on the right side there there used to be big grass beds right in there, and that was a great spot too just free line a shrimp or you know use a uh d o a DOA and work back up in there and get some nice trout don't ever recall them being really big trout but it was always trout up in there um and then there was where that area came out cuz it's like the sailing marina there and stuff so they had a nice little channel but it used to sand up kind of bar up on the on the windward side there and there'd always be some pretty decent flounder up in that area too so
0: uh-huh.
1: but uh no, we're going to have to get back down to uh, Panama City too. There was a real nice campground there, at the uh, Naval Support Facility, but with uh, I think we had like 14 inches of rain that weekend, and it just didn't work out. So.
2: Oh, you got <laughs> pummeled! I was watching on oh, the yeah. news, and I, just, I looked at my wife. I was like, "You know where Chip is?" She goes, "Where is yeah. he?" They, they took the they took the toy hauler down to Panama the City. She's like, "Oh no!" I'm like, yeah. "Oh yeah," because our neighbor. Mm-hmm. Is from Panama City, and his father still lives down there. Father and mother still live down there. And I walked by and I called him. I said, you don't realize you just got, you know, foot and a half of rain and 24 hours down there?" He goes, "Oh no." I'm like, because yeah, it's awful flat. And there's not a whole lot of place for those. No, not a lot of places for that water to go." And no. uh, my, my wife is like, "Oh, up. Chip. Yeah, <laughs> Chip's. She's like." Chip's getting pounded. I'm like, yeah. Now, did you go out in front right there where you camped? Did you go out in that flat early in the morning, or was it raining when you got up?
1: It was raining. I mean, we we were able to get out later in the afternoon, you know, and, I mean, you could wade out like 150 yards out there, and uh, we, we got out there one afternoon. It kind of cleared up. Um, uh, Holly and Stan came over, and we had a little barbecue, and we were all standing around throwing stuff, but we weren't catching much but pinfish and all didn't see I mean, but the water was just it was just washed out I mean it was mm-hmm. you know you couldn't see anything and all that so uh, mm-hmm. but but it we'll go back we'll give it another try because uh, I know Stan gives Stan a little more time and he'll find out all the secrets and stuff plus buddy Brad Stevens there Sun Jammers are down there and if you haven't stopped in to see him he's a great guy too so Always got the word, you know. There's a what's that area back up in there that behind Panama City that he sent me? Is it? It's on the what, on the bay. Is it
2: going, is it going it's back west up towards the your, airport. Yeah, back that would be West Bay, and there's yeah. a, West Bay leads into the intercoast Waterway, and there's a bridge over that. There's a good restaurant right on the ICW out there um, on your way to the airport. It's uh, just a little bit before that. But that's considered, that's West Bay, and West Bay goes into the ICW, North Coastal Waterway that runs over to the east side of the bay at Destin, Fort Walton-Destin, that big bay over there by Eglin. Right. It's, uh In the winter, the trout go into that ICW, and they stack up, they school by size, and the glass minnows are in there, and if you can find them, you can catch, you know, a 100-dink trout in hour and a half in the afternoon
1: yeah it was burnt mill creek was where he sent us yeah it was a nice place and then there's also lynn haven over there too that's a good spot
2: yep yep that's that'd be the north really that's northeast side of west bay lynn haven because that's where the uh the deer point lake is and the little dam is um and when water is flowing out of that dam if the if the bay has salinity in it, and you get a little quick rain, and you got water flowing out of that dam, a lot of times there'll be trout and reds and jacks up around waiting for brim and shiners to get flushed out of the little lake above,
0: right. the little freshwater
2: lake. So they'll sit out there and they'll gorge. Um, you know, it's easy. It's easy paddling up there. I mean, you know, there's not a lot. You know, it's somewhat protected from the wind. There's hardly not a lot of current, so it's a pretty easy paddle. But it's hit or miss. You know what I mean? You might yep. go up there and you might go out there and find some reds. You might go up there and catch absolutely nothing.
1: So
2: yeah. you know, yep. or you might get catch rained catch something oh, or whatever. get rained
1: on. Yeah, get rained on.
2: That's right. <laughs> catch nothing, catch something, or get rained out. You know, yep. so in that when they're a baseball movie, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, sometimes you get rained out.
1: That's right. One of
2: those bull Durham.
1: One of those baseball
0: movies. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, that's it. I mean. So
2: that West Bay in the winter, whether you go the ICW out of West Bay or you go you can go east out of Destin's Bay in the ICW or if you go Watapo Creek, which is basically the East Bay, going I C W like you're headed down to Apalachicola from that would be the Panama City area, Lynn Haven, that Same way on both those ICWs in the winter, the trout move up there, but then on the, which is kind of cool, on the southeast part, going from Lynn Haven like you're going to go ICW run down by Port St. Joe, eventually that water ties into the Apalachicola River.
3: And in the winter,
2: the trout will go up in the ICW, but then the striped bass, true, true striped bass, Will come out of the Apalachicola River. It's the Gulf strain, and there's some there's some strain that's come down through the lakes. You know, Seminole, Eufaula, uh, Lanier. Some of that stuff's got washed down, but the true Gulf strain of stripers will come up, and within a paddle of a boat ramp, you can catch um, Gulf strain stripers, and uh, sea trout, and largemouth bass. Wow. I know. I've done it in one day in the same boat. Um, <laughs>
1: That's kind of like being down bass. around Kissimmee or something like that and getting largemouth bass and snook, you know? <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. Um, one day I caught, um, I was catching sea trout on a jig, uh, just straight white shrimp tail jig, 8-ounce head, and had another ride with a poppin' cork and shrimp, live shrimp, and caught some sea trout on jig, caught some sea trout on a popping cork with live shrimp, threw it out, caught a largemouth bass about four and a half pounds on a big shrimp under a popping cork, went around the corner, and we caught striped bass on rattle traps. They were busting bait, pushing bait up in the late afternoon up on the bank.
1: Yeah. A lot of so, fun.
2: You know? I know.
1: A lot of fun. And then it well, rains. Then it rains. And then, <laughs> and
2: then Chip says the word Florida and it rains, right? And yeah. no one can fish anywhere in the state of Florida.
1: I know I might have I might have blew it out of the water for uh, Labor Day weekend. I should have just kept my mouth shut. I should say I'm going to Michigan or something like that for Labor Day. So. <laughs> you should say you're
2: going to Alabama or Texas or something like
1: right. that. Right? Yeah. Going to Texas. So, I you know, Texas speaking of Texas and freshwater and redfish and stuff. I got to get over there. There's a What is that? There it's over near Austin, but uh they got a couple of big like I guess they're cooling ponds for uh, for um, some uh, electrical, uh, some power stations there, and they've got them just loaded with redfish. And which uh, part
2: of Texas, Chip?
1: It's uh, it's just it's East Texas, just after you cross over the line. Think about, let me see where that's. At. I got find, I got my my notebook here. Uh,
2: Would you fly into Houston or?
1: I think it's like Austin.
2: Okay.
1: It's so, uh, East Texas. Let's see. Where is that? Let's see. No, no. no that's. I want to see. F- it's uh, freshwater. And th- they're big. They're big reds. I guess they 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 eat tilapia. <laughs> and, yep. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, where is it here? I'm seeing. It's uh, Texas Fisheries. It's called Lake Athens. Where's that? Near east of uh, east of Dallas, in that area, right in there, Tyler Athens. Yeah,
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: There's a couple of different lakes right there, big freshwater lakes, and they're just, I guess. They're pretty cool, pretty good for uh, for redfish, freshwater redfish in a lake. I mean, that'd be cool, man. Need to get That's some crazy. and throw them, in the, throw them in the ponds over here at Kedron and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> see, if they'll, crazy, see if they'll man. survive, yeah. Anyway.
2: That's right.
1: so.
2: You know, they got some uh, ponds in central Florida, south of Orlando. I'm surprised Redfish Chuck hadn't, hadn't gone over there. You know, they got some Barramundi ponds over there. Where they've got some pretty big bear Monday.
1: Yeah, I guess if you keep them in a in a in kind of a brackish water that's low salinity, they won't ever get to where they'll spawn. And that's mm-hmm. kind of one of the ways that they've been able to bring them in and they 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 raise them. You know, it's a fishery for for food fish. But uh, but yeah, they um, I can't. I think Chuck has actually gone over there and fished them. But uh, it's rather expensive, and you know, and it- those. Containment pond. It's kind of like when you go up to North Georgia, you know, fishing one of the, mm-hmm. you know, the the trout ponds up there. You know, everything you catch, you got to keep, you know, and then they charge you five dollars a pound for it. So, right, um,
2: right.
1: But uh, but yeah, I, I've seen those down there, and I, I've actually gotten the opportunity to fish uh, the Northern Territory Darwin for Bear Monday, mm-hmm. and that's a great that's a great time, man. Just got to watch out for them saltwater crocs.
0: Saying,
2: they had an article in one of my books I was reading, one of my magazines. Um, and that the guy was writing an article about fishing in northern northern territory and that was his big thing, the saltwater crocs. And I guess they were wade fishing. Um some big sand flats that were on the ocean side, but they still they said, you know, deep water on the backside of the sand flat where it's a little brackish they were having to sit there and it's one of the fly fish magazines, sit there and watch out for crocs you know, because they'd come that far down, and I'm like, you know, I really don't want to be wade fishing, and have to worry about a crocodile eating me up.
1: (laughs) And they're big, too, man. I I couldn't believe how big them crocodiles were. I've been fishing Mosquito Lagoon, you know, with Chuck and the clone and stuff, and Mm -hmm. we, clone and I, one day, we were paddling off to the south end of the lagoon down there, and this big old gator, you know, kind of eased over in front of us, just letting us know that that was not the spot that we wanted to fish, and yeah, you know, we just backed mm-hmm. off and let them have the space, and it was not a big deal. But I guess the saltwater mm-hmm. cracked over there. They'll get a little more aggressive with you. <laughs> so.
2: You know, um, I was watching Foot Pal at one time, and he was back up in the Everglades, and they were way back in the middle of nowhere, and they were in about a 16-foot flats boat, and they were pulling down the bank looking for baby tarpon and snook, and he pointed something looked like a log on the bank and it turned out to be a saltwater crocodile and it was dead i mean you could look at it and it it was dead it wasn't moving i mean it wasn't on huh. with its mouth open it was dead and it was every bit as big as that boat they were in oh it yeah it had to be over 14 foot and they were both looking at it. they're like wow look at that they said he's just died of old age cuz wow. you know they were fairly close to him and um he didn't he didn't even open an eyelid, so he had you know, I don't know if someone shot him if he had just died. When he was that big he had to be old. But yeah. he's not the only one. You know, there's just not one saltwater crocodile. And I've seen a couple of small ones down there fishing, um, those canals for tarpon. Right. Um, so, so there's saltwater crocodiles, you know, where you do that, um you do that you went down y'all went down for that um Adventure World series, uh Chocalisky. Yeah. Mhm. I'm like I don't really think I want to be in too small of a boat because you know it's one thing to be it's one thing to be around bull sharks you know you know what a bull shark is going to do you know a bull shark is only going to come in water you know you're in a foot of water a bull shark's not going to come into a foot of water a big one you know not not anything's yeah. going to do any damage they might come in four foot of water but a big one who could really do you damage he's not coming in a foot of water you know paddle yeah. paddle straight to the shore and get away from them and you know alligators especially during the day. You know, they're really not, I mean, if you're a child or if you're stupid enough to take your dog on your kayak, um, (laughs) you know, I mean, they're really, they're not a a big concern. You know, if you're out there at night or if you're out there with your dog yapping, you know, you're asking to get, you're asking to be in trouble. Um, Now, there's some places I wouldn't go, even with gators, like, Okefenokee Swamp in August when we've had a drought and there's a couple thousand stacked up in a canal, you know, right. I wouldn't go in there. But you know, but saltwater crocodiles, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> you know that's a lot to handle. You know, your kayak ain't that far off the water. You know, no,
1: it ain't. I just don't think kayaks are food, man. I just <laughs> I understand. Might... <laughs> I understand.
2: I understand. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to be do. like.
1: Crocodile hunter and be over there messing with them, you know. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I just yeah. stay clear of them. And I, I from yeah. all of my experiences, they tend to want to conserve their energy. You know, if they if they think yeah. you look like you might put up a fight, they might not mess with you because you know they have to lay out in the sun all day just to charge their batteries up enough to go after food. So, yeah. <laughs> But anyways, yeah. I- so hey man, we're getting around the corner here. The the hours up, just about up, and um, Tommy and them are, looks like they're falling asleep in a chat room. Got Tim Morris there. He's joined us. Jack Chum's asleep.
0: <laughs>
1: but anyways, we'll see if we can't get out on the water this weekend. Don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I'm looking at the weather forecast right now and it's like 30% chance of rain today, 50% tomorrow, 60 on Saturday, 60 on Sunday. Thirty percent down on Monday. We've got a tropical depression right now that's coming across the uh, the peninsula. There looks like they might we might have a tropical storm form up here in the next twenty four hours or so down in the Gulf. So, and it looks like there's a couple of looking at spaghettimodels.com, dot com. Looks like there's a couple of the forecasts that bring them right up making landfall somewhere around Mobile and coming towards Atlanta. So, that doesn't look fun. So. <laughs> yeah, lots of rain. and But, anyways. Well, Jim, it's been nice talking to you tonight. And, uh, like I said, if uh, we get out on the water, we look forward to fishing reports. Speaking of fishing reports, Matt Trucks, Yak Chum, has uh, been working hard at uh, getting the program set up for folks to call in with their fishing reports and we'll put them live on the stream on kayak fishing radio app for iPhone and uh, Android. If you don't have it, it's in iTunes or Google play. You can download it for free. And uh, mm-hmm. if you call in, let me get the number up here. I know Matt's weather look great from your office window. I know it's terrible. Anyways, on kayakfishingradio.com. If you forget, just go to kayakfishingradio.com and right on the front page, talks about fishing reports on the app. I spent a uh, couple of hours this weekend or this the first part of the week with my, um, what do you call that, uh, WordPress book, you know, trying to figure out, all right, I got Matt's yelling at me. i got to update the web page. So uh, our app is set up. You can call in. It's a Skype number. It is area code 404 Or you can just use Skype and dial kayak and just put kayak fishing radio into your contacts on Skype and call in and give us a, you know, two to three minute uh, discussion of your name, your city and state fishing report is for, give us a general area. We're not looking for your secret numbers or anything like that. Maybe it's a bay, a river, a lake, offshore, you know, and and we've got kind of a suggestive format there on kayakfishingradio.com. And then just tell us what's going on. Also, if you don't if you haven't been you know fishing or you got something coming up especially if it's like a how event heroes on the water casting for recovery event or something like that you want to get the word out call in leave us a message Matt will take all that stuff and compile it up Wednesday nights after the low sodium show he'll put them up and we'll post them up and they'll start playing on the stream so folks will be able to just Flip through their phone, hit the kayak fishing radio icon, push the stream button, and hear fishing reports. Hopefully, there'll be one in the area near you. So, that's hopefully pretty good. And we get that started. We just need folks to call in with fishing reports. Uh, Try to get the uh, Sunjammers report on there for folks down in the Panama City area and stuff. So, we'll get that moved over there and we'll get that rolling. So, that's cool com, Check it out. Fishing reports on the web or on the Kayak Fishing Radio app. Also, don't forget yakangler.com forward slash boondoggle. We're uh, getting close. 56 days in a and a wake up. And we've also got this right here. Let me play this. Boondoggle? What the heck is a boondoggle? Is it a tournament? No, it's not a freaking tournament.
0: A boondoggle's just an event where a bunch of kayak anglers come together for a
1: weekend of fun and kayak fishing. We all get together and fish, check out industry-related products, have a big dinner, and swap a fishing story or two. What's that? Sounds like a useless waste of time? Yeah, it is. So what? So get your butt up off the couch and get to a boondoggle. Bring yourself. Bring your family. Heck... Bring your hairy-ass brother-in-law. I don't care. Just get to a boondoggle. Check out com slash
0: boondoggle for more information.
3: Hey, man, what you doing, man? I'm just trying to find out about this boondoggle thing, man. Boondoggle? That's not good stuff, man. A friend of mine back in the hood smoked some of that stuff, man. It's not good. He's He was freaking out, man. Nah, man. I'm talking about a kayak fishing boondoggle, man. It's when a bunch of fishermen on kayaks get together to hang out, man. A bunch of kayak fishermen hanging out. Sounds fishy to me, man. How do these guys hook up? Well, I tried to look them up, but they don't have a website yet, man. No website, man. Bummer. Nah, man, but I hear they're trying to raise money to build one, man. Oh, yeah? I'm trying to raise some money, too, man. You want to buy some? (laughs) Nah, man, but this kayak fishing boondoggle thing is really a good idea, man. I think we ought to help these guys out, man. All right, man, I'm with you. So where do we go, man? Oh, nah, man, we ain't got to go nowhere, man. Right now we can help them out by checking out kayakfishingboondoggle.com, man. Okay, man, I can boondoggle on that, man. Don't get stuck in your kayak.
1: And that was fun from our folks at uh, Fiverr. I just posted up my my dream picture for my uh kayak uh, sidecar for my Road King. Also I found the uh link I was looking for, Texas Weekend Angler for freshwater redfish. It's a pretty good read there. Talks about it. it's uh I always forget it, but it's you know the old uh Calaveras uh, jumping frog but it's uh, Lake Calaveras, Lake Fairfield and Lake Brawnig, uh, Texas Parks and Wildlife so kind of interesting maybe we'll see a boondoggle there someday but that'll be fun alright, Jim again thanks for joining me tonight on Kayak Fishing Radio uh, hope you get out, walk the dogs catch a fish or two man.
2: no problem man
1: alright, we'll talk to you next time Guys in the chat room, appreciate it. Uh, T. Morris, Tommy Head, Jigs, Matt Trucks, call in. Give us your fishing report. Give Matt something to do when he's not fishing. And we'll see you next week, Monday night. Chuck will be kicking it off. Look forward to some uh, special guests coming up on uh, the air here from uh, Austin Kayak to join us. Uh, We've also got uh, Chad Hoover will probably be joining us pretty soon here. In the next couple of weeks, uh, getting ready and working up towards the boondoggle. YakAnger.com. Make sure you check them out. Say hi to the folks there. And we'll see you next week. Uh, Chip Gibson, Kayak Fishing Radio. Take a kid fishing. Good night.